0: You're listening to the Toolstation Western League Podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott.
1: Welcome to episode nine of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockolds, And we've had, uh, we've rung the changes. We've got a, we've got a, um, a man off the bench. Um, unfortunately, Tom isn't able to join me. Tom Hiscott, of course, the editor of the, uh, of the Bulletin, isn't able to join me this week. But I am delighted to welcome on the line, it is none other than our press secretary, Kerry Miller. Hello, Kerry. How are you? Right, I'm good, thank you. Not too bad at all. Now, you've been a busy man, haven't you? You've been watching lots of football this weekend.
2: Yeah, no change there. Of course, it was FA Cup weekend. And um, we had... uh, It was, in effect, the fourth round because it's the second qualifying round. And the Western League had um, two teams left, um, two uh, undefeated sides. um, And sadly, they both went out. But um, they both went out fighting. They they both put up really good performances, one on Saturday and one on Sunday.
1: Well, we'll start with a Saturday game first. And... um, That saw um, Bitten, that's a side that I've been, we've already featured Bitten of course on the podcast this season, they're a side that I've um, been following, particularly um, because of um, um, my interest in um, their defensive record, they've been doing incredibly well and of course their captain Scott Bryce is at the heart of that incredible defence, but unfortunately um, the defence was well and truly breached on Saturday, Kerry.
2: It was, but it's hardly surprising when when you consider that Taunton are in the um, Southern League Prem, whatever that's called nowadays, the Premier Division, uh, two divisions above. Um, I think they've only lost one game in about the last 35 or something silly like that. Um, so, and they were at home. So it was always on the cards. But um, uh, Bitten gave them a run for their money. And in effect, it was only a fluke second goal that sort of broke their hearts. Um, they, they, they did the league proud. It, it, uh, there were 450 people there to see the performance. And um Bitten can hold their heads, it's just a shame that the nine grand went to um, the county town and not to Bitten.
1: <laughs> um uh, the next um, FA Cup second qualifying round match was um, uh, was on Sunday and um, yes. Plymouth Parkway of course they're new new to our league but they've started yes. very very impressively and and I mean they were taking you talk about you talk about Taunton being higher league opposition for bitten but Gloucester City and um, that's um, you know that's uh, that's another level altogether
2: yeah that's one, one, one ahead there actually in the um, in real money the conference itself. Um, They play their home matches at Eversham in Worcestershire Which is about 25 miles north of Gloucester So the Plymouth contingent had uh, something like a 350 mile round trip on a Sunday Uh, But there were two coach loads there and car loads And they, um, they made a lot of noise and again they did the league proud and um, on a better day downhill with the wind behind them, they could have had a result. In fact, I believe that if they'd have played at Bolito Park, they could have beaten Gloucester. Eversham's new ground is is windswept. It's it's on a sort of a plain, and um, the wind was howling. And quite simply, Gloucester... Played the elements better than uh, Parkway did. Um, that was the only difference. Um, and of course, <laughs> they, they went one 0 down after 17 seconds, which um, doesn't happen very often. But um, Gloucester City, such is their pulling power at the moment, they signed a guy called um, Fabian Robert, who's a French under-21 international on loan from Forest Green. And um, they said in the programme notes that uh, they wanted. They were looking to him to score some goals in the month that he was there. He took precisely 17 seconds to do just that. Um, and uh, But to their, to their great joy, uh, the supporters' great joy, within a minute it was one-all because um, Mikey Williams went down the other end, was fouled in the box, and um, Adam Carter stuck the penalty away. So within 90 seconds it was one-all, um, which um, boded well for the rest of the game. Um, it was still one all at half-time, and there was very little in it, quite honestly. Um, the the um, parkway midfield was more than holding their own, and the defence was magnificent. Um, and of course, you had Carter and Stuart Yetton up front, who are very experienced. I mean, Yetton has played at the city level for a long time. Um, but in the end, two goals, sort of breakaway goals, um, midway through the second half, uh, killed them off, and and it wasn't to be. It finished three one. Gloucester City have um, got a plum draw really because they're at home to to Dorking Wanderers, who um, are not uh, world beaters by any means. But it was um, sad for Parkway, but um, they now look to the Vars in a couple of weeks' time or three weeks' time, when
0: they um they go down the road to St Austell for what will be a seriously juicy encounter.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to denigrate the FA Cup at all, because it's a fantastic competition. It's a wonderful Club Cup competition. And, of course, you mentioned before the amount of money that the teams could win by progressing through the round. So you can't sniff at it at all. But when you think about the possibilities that are open to Parkway and, in fairness, Bitten in the Vars, and also you know, the, um, you know both, the interest that both sides will undoubtedly have in progressing out of the Premier Division this season... Perhaps, um, you know, bearing out at this stage, it's a little bit like an early exit from the Europa League, isn't it?
2: <laughs> well, it is in a, while, in a way, but I, I think clubs at, at our level um, look at the FA Cup far more seriously than, um, than some at a higher level. And, you know, you, you've only got to look at Bridport last season, who were the last team in the Western League in the FA Cup. And they went out fighting up at St Albans. Um, and they made a few bob. In fact, they, technically, they only made half the amount of money that they would have made this year because I think the FA doubled doubled the winners' uh, the winners' money this year. Um, but it's when, especially now when there's only twenty teams in each division, there's there's fewer games to play. So, in my opinion, a longer a longer run in the Vars and the Cup has got to be positive. Um, you know, if the likes of Yeovil and Bristol City don't care about the FA Cup, then good luck to them. Um, but teams in our divisions, and our league certainly do. And, and for, personally, I love it. And FA Cup replays on a Tuesday and Wednesday night as something to to glory.
1: Right. Well, we'll turn our attention back to the um, Toolstation Western Premier Division, uh, Western yes. Premier Division now, and we'll have a. Uh, we've got a cu- we've picked out a couple of games, haven't we? That we want to. That we want to talk about. We'll start at um, Bridgewater Town, um, yes. where um, the home side took on um, high-flying Bradford Town, uh, and a, and, a, and a very big crowd. One hundred eighty-three people saw this one.
2: Yes, um, Bridgewater are, continue to be very well supported even when they were struggling and won half a dozen games in the Southern League they still had support, bless them and um, they are currently top of the league and, and very proud of it they are too they've won six and drawn one of, of their eight games um, Bradford Town um, they've actually played eight games and they've, they've won four of them and they're, and they're fifth but they were no match for Bridgie um, Josh White um, put them ahead and uh, jack prolific jack taylor got a couple um sam Towler got one and mike duffy got one and harry horton got one um it was it was quite comprehensive and and um, they are now level with willand um, but willand have got a game in hand um, and uh, but it's looking good for bridgie um they they went out of the cup very early at cheddar which um, ironically has possibly helped them because, um, you know, they've played um, eight of their league games now and won six of them.
1: Well, it, it's, of course, still very early days for Bridgewater, but they have undoubtedly made a very strong start to their league campaign. Last season, we spoke to Bridgewater's Carl Bagley, and this season we hear from the other half of their managerial dynamic duo, Dave Pierce. and I started by asking Dave whether he felt Bridgewater were worth their 6-2 scoreline on Saturday.
0: Well, first thing Bradford, they're a good size. They're going to, they're definitely going to be in the top six, I'd say. Um, I just think on the day we were just, we were just more clinical. Um, we just took our chances at the right times. I think we, they they had a couple of chances that when we were two nil up to make it two one, um, but Jake Biney, our goalkeeper, has pulled off two. Two good saves, and I think one of them they've hit. hit he tipped one onto the bar from a free kick, and we've luckily enough gone straight at the other end and won a penalty ourselves to lead to the third goal. So um, I think it was more down to us just being very clinical and and taking our chances.
1: I mean, you've been free scoring a couple of times this season, haven't you? Is there been a deliberate sort of emphasis by the management on attack this season?
0: Um, well, no. Last year, last season, we relied far too much on Jack Taylor to score the goals. Um, so this season we just sort of sat down with everyone individually before the start of the season and sort of set our own goals and targets for each person. And we sort of said, look, everyone's got to start chipping in with the goals. Um, and lucky enough, I think every player in the squad has scored now already. So, um, yeah, everyone's sort of believed in what we've said and, and they've taken their chances and everyone's scoring. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going well at the moment.
1: Well, you, you finished eighth last season, and I know you know in the course of the season you had a, you had a couple of good runs. So, what were the expectations for the team? Uh, you have talked about the expectations on the players, but what were the expectations for the team going into this season?
0: Um, well, yeah, I think last season was a bit of a um, I mean, Carl call it a honeymoon period. You know, it was all about consolidating and just finishing as high as we can and getting people back through the gate and getting the fans to enjoy football down in Bridgewater again. So uh, I think we sort of achieved that last year. But this season I think on paper we've made some really good sign ins. Um, and the squad the squad on paper looks quite strong. So, you know, I think our target really is finishing the top four. Um it is a strong league this year. You know, Parkway and Bitten, Willen Bradford, Bridport, you know, some really strong teams in there, and the teams that have come up have started really well. So, um, you know, top four was sort of our target this year. Um, you know, especially now we're out the Vars and the FA Cup which is disappointing, but, you know, top four is definitely our target.
1: Well, you're on a very good run at the moment. Of course, you're top of the league at the moment. How long do you think you can keep this run going?
0: <laughs> well, was, you know, we uh, we've sort of. Well, I think we're lucky now that every game is a Saturday so we don't have the the we don't have the Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday sort of scenario at the moment so um, yeah as long as the lads are clinical and keep working hard like they have been there's a real sort of hunger and desire about us at the moment um, we've always had a little bit of togetherness last season but this season it seems to have cranked up a few levels and um, yeah hopefully we can stay there as long as possible I understand teams have got games in hand and um, teams will look at us being top of the league, and they'll, I'm sure they'll try a lot harder to beat us um, to, to sustain what they want to do. But hopefully, we can just keep going. And I think last year we were quite inconsistent. We sort of won two, lose one, win two, lose two or three. Um, so you know, this year we've you know, we've started really well. So hopefully, hopefully, we can just continue and be more consistent.
1: I mean, for, for, for football spectators, and I, I don't necessarily mean this as people on the, ter- uh, on, the, on the terraces, but people who sort of watch the league, possession is often nine-tenths of the law, isn't it? Actually, to have the points in the bank is always much more preferable than to ha- have the games in hand. And I think, to a certain extent, we saw that at the end of last season. You know, Buckland had all of those games in hand. And although they did astonishingly well in the end, in the final reckoning, you were always waiting for something to give. I mean, as, as, you know, in, in, in this respect, perhaps, um, non league football echoes its professional big brother because the longer you keep going, the more points you get on the board. That is going to put pressure on the teams behind you, isn't it?
0: Oh, definitely. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, 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 I'm a bit gutted to be out of the FA Vars and the FA Cup because of the financial revenue. And the FA Vars last year made a really, really good run. Um, but, you know, while the other, I said this to the boys, uh, quite a lot you know while they're in the FA Cup which a few of them have been and the FA Vars you know that's our opportunity to just keep putting points on the board and, and the other teams have got to play catch up so um, as I said if we, can, if we can just keep doing that um, and you know all of a sudden the County Cup starts the Les Phillips starts but you know in the league while these other teams are playing these Cup games hopefully we can just keep putting points on the board and um, sort of get, our, get ourselves away from them and put pressure on them to win their games
1: at hand now, you've got Clevedon away and then Bridport. Now, those two matches aren't going to be easy for you, are they?
0: No. Oh, God, no. You know, I looked at Clevedon and looked at the table yesterday. You know, Clevedon won five out of six. Um, Bridport, you know, they've, had a, you know, they've had a bit of an FA Cup run and haven't played that many league games, but they, they were probably, um, last year, the, the best, one of the best teams we played. You know, they're big, strong, organised. Um, they've got a great goal scorer up front in Mark Salter. Um, so, yeah, two games that are going to test us, um, hopefully, <laughs> that we can keep our form going
1: and get results. Because you, you mentioned Parkway earlier in the interview. Um, they're the only teams who have beaten you this season. You, yeah. you, you will have had a good look up close um, at them. What did you make of them?
0: Uh, I thought they are very strong. You, know, you can see that they're, gonna, yeah, they're definitely going to be up there in the top two I expect. Um, they've obviously been together on time. Uh, like most top teams, they've got a top striker, you know, Stuart Yetten's come on and fought against us and caused us a few problems and um, won the penalty to win the game. Um, but in the game that we had I think a draw would have been a fair result. But I sort of I think they just got that little bit of extra quality than the other teams will have. Um but you know, I think a lot of t- they'll go away to a lot of teams this year and it'll be team's cup finals to sort of get results off them. Um, So that's just an added pressure they'll have because of the reputation they have. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll have it their own way, but they're they're probably the team to beat, I'd say. If you finish above them, you're going to be, you'll either win it or, you know, you're going to be certainly up there.
1: Uh, I mean, you mentioned earlier in the interview, last season being your... And Carl's honeymoon period, which frankly is a, is a beautiful image, and uh, one I will take with me from this interview. But on a on a serious note, um, the fact that you were getting to grips with the league, you know, going on those little runs and then having a blip, as you described. I mean, it, you know, let, if we if we look at the if we look at Tool Station Western League football, do you think that um, the fact that Plymouth Parkway have only just come into the uh, the league this season, do you think that there is an opportunity perhaps for some sides to spring a bit of a surprise on them?
0: Oh, 100%. You know, as I said before, this, I think this league, You know, people probably look at this league and think, oh, it's not that strong. When actually, when you're playing in it, it, it is very, very strong. You know, you're know, probably looking at the top 10 being very, you know, as I said, Parkway aren't going to route. I spoke to their manager after the game, and he said "You know, in the Peninsula, they knew they'd go to some places and they guarantee a win. Where this year, I don't think you're going to have that. I think you're going to you know, go to places like Odd Down away, uh, Brisbane away, and you're not, you're not going to have it your own way. Um, so I think this league is just going to come down to who's most consistent. Um, look at Street last year. They were just consistent every game they played. Um, so I think that's, kind of, that's how you're going to win the whoever is most consistent will win the league.
1: Now, finally, um, you've had great support this season, haven't you? I mean, obviously, yeah. you've been winning, which helps. But, um, yeah. I mean, is that a sign, do you think, the gates that you've been getting, particularly... Bridgewater, you have to compete with, um, you know, rugby interest in the town. Bridgewater's yeah. got a, fa- a fantastic reputation as a rugby town as well. But I mean, is this a sign of your uh, of the potential of the club that actually there, you know that there is sort of bigger and better things waiting for you around the corner? Uh, well,
0: I hope so. Uh, you know, I remember my first ever game at Bridgewater, and that was frog down, um, back, you know. You know, 12 sort of years ago and they had like 380 watching and you were like it was quite an intimidating place to go um, so the potential is there at Bridgewater it's a, it's a big town, it's growing all the time with things that are happening around the town of Hinkley and um, so it's, it's just getting bigger and bigger so um, I speak to a lot of supporters and they, they just they love the entertaining football at the moment so as word gets round hopefully as I said if we can keep winning games and Hopefully the gate just gets bigger and bigger. Um, Yeah, but, you know, as results will show, you know, if you're winning games, fans come and watch. So as long as the team's doing well, then I'm sure the crowd will go up. But as I said, the potential of Bridgewater is massive. You know, people say it's a Southern League club in the Western League. Um, But we've, you know, we've got to to prove that on the pitch first to, to get the potential back.
1: And my thanks to Dave for his time. Now moving on, Kerry, and um, there's a five-goal thriller at Cribs, and uh, a, a new uh, a new man in the dugout at Buckland Athletic.
2: Yes, well, Buckland last week um, had a bit of a nightmare when they they lost in the Vars at home to Newquay, um to a ninety-fourth-minute penalty, and um, it um, it meant the end of the managerial reign of Craig Duff. And there's, um, I believe there's temporary men in charge at the moment, but um, in the week they had a good, a good win in the um, uh, St. Luke's Bowl. And they followed that up with a 3-2 win at Cribs, um, albeit uh, Cribs who are struggling at the minute. But um, Buckland uh, will need, uh, they were one of the favourites in, in, uh, to, to go a long way in the league this season. And um, they certainly do need to um, pack their ideas up, as it were. And um, a away win at Cribs is a good start.
1: And uh, another five goals, um, this time odd down. And, um, uh, well, Westbury United, they're irrepressible, aren't they?
2: Well, they are. They've they've won all six so far. And, um, um, you know, they're they're pretty much... Unbeatable. Well, they are unbeatable at the moment, but uh, they're looking very good. They um, um, a four-one win odd down is um, not to be sniffed at by a long way. Um, odd down of of one-two of their five games so far. But uh, Willand, uh, uh, sorry, Westbury, as I say, a one-all six, and um, it lines them up for a seriously juicy home game with Willand this Saturday, which we will talk about um, a little bit later. Um, but it's, it's looking good over in uh, in Wiltshire at the moment for Westbury, as well. It is, um, of course, in Division One for devices.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we'll have a chat about them in a minute as well. But um, sure. finally, just to wrap up our sort of uh, our look down some of the fixtures, at least in the Premier Division, we've picked out another five-goal game, and uh, it was Will and Rovers as well. Their, their winning form continues. Well, it does. They they um,
2: they won six and drawn one of their first seven, so they're joint top with Bridgie. Um, and they're looking good. Um, they're, they're scoring goals. Um, they went out of the St. Luke's Bowl in midweek to Plymouth Argyle, which is probably a, a blessing in disguise. Um, but they, um, they, um, they got rid of Hengrove with a minimum fuss, although Hengrove are struggling a bit uh, at the wrong end, having just won the one game of, the first, uh, of their first six. Um, but Willand are playing some really nice football. And um, they've, uh, they will go to Westbury um, with both clubs um, looking to defend their unbeaten record. So that, that, that will be one to look forward to.
1: Now, if we have a look in the first division, uh, we'll kick off with uh, Bishop Sutton and uh, another five-goal game. Uh, this time the visitors were Warminster Town.
2: Yes, Warminster got off to a good start, um, but they're, they're just slipping slightly. They've they've lost three now of their first seven, but um, they are eighth and Bishop Sutton ninth um, with identical records. Um, and uh, Bishop Sutton just got the edge um, on Saturday, beat them 3-2. Um, it was a, in marked contrast to the same game last season when Warming still were 5-0 down after about 20 minutes um, in the midweek game last season. And I think it finished 8-0. I was there, but I, I can't recall the exact score. But um, certainly it was a lot closer this year. Um, so Bishop's up 3 2 And, of course, the, the, the other game uh, of some significance in the division was um, at Devizes, a local derby with Calm where uh, Devizes, who are second, um, got past Calm 3-1. Uh, by all accounts, it was quite a feisty affair, um, but it's um, it's left Devizes a point behind Chard with a game in hand at the top.
1: And there's a I mean, monster crowd for that Wiltshire derby. I mean, I, I, I do concern myself sometimes, um, Kerry, that I, I sort of go on about how well-supported the derby matches are in Wiltshire. I mean, we expect... Derby's to be well supported, you know, across the divisions, across the counties. But, um, you know, there is something about it, isn't there? 202, that's the biggest gate, even, you know, even bigger than Bridgewater against Bradford um, for that Devise's Khan encounter. So, I mean, there is, um, you know, the Wiltshire fans do love a Derby, don't they?
3: Well, they do. I mean, you know,
2: when they're in the same division, Warminster and Westbury is always, you know, it's always a huge crowd. And... Um... It's just something that uh, that brings people out. Um, you know, normally, uh, if if they were playing somebody from Bristol or whatever, they'd probably be less than half of that. But um, yeah, it's good, and it just and it just shows that the the more local derbies there are in in football at, at our level, uh, the more interest there is. And um, long may it rain.
1: Now uh, we we have talked a little bit about Chard. Um, they were in imperious form. I mean, I thought Portishead. Um, might pick up a little bit they got their first win I think it was last week um, but Chard made they made light work of them didn't they?
2: Well they did it was more or less top versus bottom and um, Chard um, scored uh, six they won 6-1 um, again there were four or five scorers Liam Cleel got a couple Andy Holmes uh, Ollie Pearson Ryan Paris and Max Westlake because the last three are the sons of um, three quite well-known footballers themselves and uh, um, Charter going well considering that um, they are aware that you know they can't be promoted and they're not in any of the FA uh, FA competitions it's, um, it's to their immense credit of, of not only the people running the club but uh, the management team and the players themselves that um, you know they by a long way they're not going through the motions and uh, they're proudly at, the um, at the
3: top of the division.
1: Well, the plight of Chard is one that's well-known to Western League watchers, as, um, as Kerry's just alluded to. Yet, despite all of their challenges off the pitch, the Somerset town that prides itself on being the birthplace of powered flight is currently soaring above the rest of the First Division. How long can they keep that up? Well, I couldn't say. But one man who might know is Chard manager Jamie Manley. We're just happy
3: to be there at the moment. Um, we're just going to keep on plugging uh, away and hopefully picking up results. But uh, it's, a, it's a tough league, so um, we just have to uh, carry on as we are and see how we go, really. But we're not, we're not, um, we're not too worried. We're just going to carry on.
1: I mean, you took over at the start of this season. Re- realistically, what were your expectations for this campaign?
3: <laughs> All right, well, the main thing for us, Charlie, is to, for the lads who enjoy their football, really. And um, with that, I think results come, and, and that, that's really what's happened. Uh, we've worked hard off the pitch, trying to get a few lads in. The ability we've got is fantastic. They work their socks off for the club, and, and myself and Kev Lee, my assistant, we've done exactly the same um, for the lads. We're, we're working our hardest for them, and, and to be fair, it's reaping the rewards at the moment. So, but now it's, it's just about enjoying football. That's all we want to do, really.
1: Now, we know that the situation at Chard is complicated, um, particularly by the ground-grading regulations. I mean, has that had an impact on you, putting out a side on a Saturday afternoon?
3: No, I've got um, lads who are keen to play, so um, I've got got a good, good squad of, say, 16, 17 lads work hard, turn up at training every week. and um, want to learn, really, and, and they work so hard for each other. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to uh, work with the lads. So, um, yeah, all in all, it's, it's, it's good. I've got, no, I've got no worries about having a pub trying and draft lads into play. I've got a real decent squad, so it's all good, really.
1: Well, it certainly didn't prove a problem for you on Saturday. You put six past Portis Head. Do you think you were good value for that win? Yeah, we were, um... Porter said it flattered them a little bit. They, they said they had,
3: a, they had a lad sent off, um, but they still kept on plugging away, so it's credit to them. But we were just clinical, really, and the chances we created were, were with good football, really. And um, we just took our chances in, and, and, and we got our rewards. And to be fair, I think the, the scoreline was a fair result, really.
1: Now, arguably, your best result of the season came winning away at Cheddar, um, was that a result, a surprise for you? Not a surprise,
3: no. Um, Cheddar, we know, we know Cheddar are a very good side and there's no doubt that I think they'll be up there, there about the end of the season. So, um, But I think it was. It could have been a draw, yeah, but I think all in all, we, we were happy with the result. No doubt about it, but yeah, you know, I'm not surprised because I know that if the lads turn up and do what we ask them to do off the field when they go across that line, I... I I have all faith in them to uh, find out results, and that's exactly what it was, really.
1: I mean, do you think an element of the way that you've started this season has been the fact that you've been a bit of a surprise package? Because, of course, now you're top of the table, you've had some good results already, people are going to start to see you coming, aren't they? Does that concern you at all? No, it doesn't concern me. I'd rather be at that end of the table than the other.
3: So, yeah, no, it doesn't concern me. We we know that, um, like I said earlier on, there's a lot of decent sides in this league and uh, you need to be at your best on a Saturday or a midweek game whatever it is to uh, pick up points and, and that's, that's at any league really you've, you've, got to be on your, you've got to be on your mental all the time so yeah we'll keep on plugging away
1: um, Well in that case I, 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 I know I normally hesitate to ask managers this because I know they don't like to give away their sort of um their best kept secrets, but um, obviously this is your first season in charge at Chard. You've mentioned that you've got a good squad of players um, to, uh, to 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 pick from. I mean, are there any names in particular that you've been able to bring in in the close season that have really sort of added to your squad and really hit the ground running this season? Well,
3: I brought, I, I watched quite a bit of junior football last year and um, I managed to bring a lad in called Tom Salter from junior football um, and he's done really well uh, another lad, Jacob Manley he's done really well, he's only 17 but he's been coming in out of the squad he's done well um, Elliot is another lad I've brought in but all in all um, we've done we've done okay um, another couple of lads, Nath Warren uh, he's come back to the club for Max Wallstead um, Sam Smith, we saw him Shaft, So. Yeah, I've, I've freshened it up in one way, but there's also there's some good lads who have stuck with the club from last season, so the nucleus was there from last season, just just needed tweaking here and there, which is uh, is what we did, really. So, um, there, all in all, I, I think I didn't have to do a great deal, really, to build on the squad, just, just like I said, just needed tweaking, like so...
1: Well, you've got Caution coming up this um, this Saturday. They've um, they've started strongly. They'll give you a real test, won't they?
3: They will, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're another side who, who I think they've strengthened in the summer and they're going to be strong. So, like I said, they had a, they had a good result the weekend against Channel, one all. So, I expect it to be a hard, hard game. So, um, yeah, but like I said, we'll be working hard this week in training um, and we'll be ready to go on Saturday. So, all in all, we're looking
1: forward to it. And my thanks to Jamie for his time. Uh, now then, Kerry, um, yep. uh, one more game for us to talk about in the First Division, and uh, that would be uh, Welton Rovers. They were at home. They've been on a very good run of form, and that continued against Chippenham Park.
2: Yes, Welton are now third, um, and uh, it's looking good. They've, they've just lost one game of the first seven. And um, they're, they're a club that seems to yo-yo. They... they they're either very good or they're not very good and uh, this season they, they've got off to a good start and um, they, they took advantage of Chipman Park who are um, have pretty much made the opposite start they've won one of seven uh, and uh, they're 18th at the moment but um, with with Welton and Cheddar and, uh, and Chard uh, all up there the Somerset side's um, doing very well um, and Ashton and Backwell uh, are up there as well It's, it's um, a, an interesting division uh, Very much so uh, this season Certainly as we come into October And um, this, um, this Saturday's fixtures have, have pulled up one or two nice ones as well
1: well, that moves us nicely on to the upcoming fixtures. By the time this podcast goes out, the games on Tuesday the 25th and probably the 26th will have, will have taken place. So uh, we've, got a, we've got a preliminary round of our Les Phillips Cup competition. So good luck to all of those sides that are in action there. I'm sure we'll be covering the Les Phillips Cup, of course, in more detail um, later in the season. Um, But um, we'll turn our attentions to Saturday, the 29th of September. Full range of fixtures in both the Premier and the First Division. And which games have tickled your fancy this week, Kerry?
2: Well, just having a look at the fixtures. And um, without question, this this Saturday, um, the the top match, as I alluded to earlier, is is, um, uh, to Meadow Lane, Westbury versus Willand. I would like to think that there'll be a big crowd for that one. Um, when you consider that uh, the teams have played, I'm just having a look at the league table at the moment, Um, the the teams have played, uh, I think it's 12 12 games between them, and only one uh, game, no, actually it's 13 games, and only one of those games has has not uh, turned out to be a win. Uh, They're both undefeated, they're both playing some cracking football, Um, and there should be a big crowd there uh, for Westbury against Willand on Saturday at three o'clock. The other, the other game in the division um, which really stands out um, is a local derby uh, at Clevedon, and it's Clevedon against Bridgewater. Um, that, um, that should pull quite a few bridgey people up the M5. Um, and uh, again, uh, Clevedon will pull out uh, all the stops. They, they went out of the Vars down in Cornwall last week, uh, so they'll be looking to um, bounce back from that. Um, and Cleveland and Bridgie is always is always a tasty fixture. It's always one worth watching. And um, this this season, it's on a Saturday. Last season, it was on a Wednesday, on a grim Wednesday, I think it was. And uh, but this one should be uh, a good encounter, and, and uh, certainly worth looking forward
1: to. If we take a look down into the first division, uh, we've—I mean—we've spoken about devises. They—they um, they, travelled to Welton. Are, are there any? <clears throat> are, what are the what are the, the standout fixtures? Do you think in the first division? Well, that one
2: is, is has got to be, which is second against third. Um, it's at Welton. Um, very um, strong partisan crowd there. They—they they will get behind the club. and um, devises. Um, you know, they they're on a roll at the moment. Um, If both teams are at full strength, then um, it it could be um, a pretty tasty encounter. Um, Other fixtures in Division 1, Ashton and Backwell are at home to Cheddar, who are going well. Um, And looking down, of course, Corsham against Chard, um, which uh, I would love to be at personally, but um, I just can't get to that one this Saturday. And then there's a local derby um, at the Crown Fields, where uh, Canesham, who have had a poor start, to be honest, um, they're home to Longwell Green, um, and Caenham uh, will be looking to uh, certainly looking to start their season. They they went out of the Vase to Sidmouth Town. They went out of the FA Cup um, quite early as well, and and um, it, it's been a bit of a struggle. They, they've had one or two players that have been injured or unavailable, and it's sort of after last season's close call, um, they sort of they've not off, got off to a great start, but. Um, they're, they're never far away, and uh, against Longwell Green, um, you know, on their own 4G, um, they, they should come through that one. Um, just up the road, Oldland take on Bishop's Lydiard. um, and of course Bradstock and Bishop Sutton is, is another local derby. So um, the, the place is full of local derbies at the moment.
1: Um, you, you mentioned that you couldn't make it along to, uh, to Corsham Town. Um, where will you be watching football on Saturday?
2: Um, so I'll be local somewhere. I may well end up at Clevedon and, and, um, uh, Clevedon and Bridget, uh But it's, it's, a, it's a busy week because on Tuesday I'm at Radstock. Uh, Wednesday I'm at Bridport. Um, and then I'm, um, I'm going commando on Friday. I'm going down to watch a game at Newton Abbot in the Peninsula League. But don't don't tell John Paul that.
1: Uh, I just, I've got this vision of you going commando, which I think is going to to... <laughs> I've got to get that out of my head. Anyway, Yeah, probably, uh, probably best, yeah. yeah I did, um, uh, well, thank you very much for your time, and thank you very You're much for, for more than ablely standing in for Tom. It is very much um, appreciated. I know you are writing. Um, um, obviously, you write the match reports that appear on the Western League website, um, but also you, you, you are still writing in the, uh, the Sunday Independent, aren't you?
2: Yes, I am. Um, this this week, if if all goes to plan, it's actually a, a double pager on Bath City, which um, I wrote some months ago, but they they put on hold. Um, the following week, I'm doing um, a, a double page on Radstock, um, and um, future episodes, uh, God willing, uh, will be, I believe, uh, Calm Town. Um, and possibly Canton uh, it, It's just a matter of how the fixtures fall, uh, but uh, certainly it's the, the majority of the of the uh, profiles I do are Western League sides, uh, just with the occasional so, sojourn, as, as I did last Sunday up into Gloucestershire.
1: And, uh, I mean, if there's anybody listening to this involved in a club that would uh, that haven't yet had you come down and do a feature on, um, on the history of the club and the ground and all the wonderful things that you cover in your articles, how can they get hold of you? Well, just, just um, go on the website.
2: Um, my details, my, my email address and my mobile phone are on there. Um, not only if you just want me to come up and do a... a a profile, but any time you've got some info, you've signed somebody, you've got a new club, such as um, the other week when Hengrove um, signed a, a deal for their ground to be called Paprika Park, and um, and uh, they sent a, an item through that went on the website, it went on all the local papers, and and that's the way to do it. That in effect is my job. So if you want if you want to use me to promote your club, um, then just get a hold of me. That's that's as simple as that. I, I work from home, so don't be afraid to ring at any time.
1: Kerry, that, that's excellent. Thank you very much, and for your time. Um, you and okay. I will we're going to have a little chat, aren't we, next week on next uh, on next week's podcast when we're going to preview the ground hop because that's coming up well, soon.
2: Exactly. I mean, that's everyone's looking forward to that. We had a meeting last week about the ground hop with with uh, the seven home clubs uh, to brief them as to what to expect and and how to maximise things. Um, I'll be at all seven games and um, I'm sort of liaising with the referees so that uh, all the people there um, will know just who's who um, to, to take a bit of pressure off the home clubs with, regarding, to, regarding the team sheets and, and team listings and so forth. And I'll be doing match reports for all seven. Um, so um, my, um, my laptop will take a bit of a pounding over that weekend.
1: Excellent. Kerry, thank you very much for your time. I'd also like to thank Tom um, for obviously all the hard work he puts into the bulletin. If, uh, if I hadn't managed to completely um, cock up the recording that Tom and I did yesterday, then, um, then you'd be hearing his voice instead of Kerry's. But I'm really very grateful for both Tom to bearing with me and Kerry for standing in at such short notice to make sure that we got this episode of the Tool Station Western League podcast out. But we managed it. I really look forward to catching up with both Tom and Kerry next week uh, on next week's Tool Station Western League Podcast.